Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sit across the line. That's a nice feed in front, and that one just bounced away from Rusek. Who fed Benson out of the box. Benson again with a shot. Scores! Zach Benson. Continues to plead his case to the Sabres staff as he ties his game at three. Zach Benson remains the Sabres preseason scoring leader with five points in five games. And on today's skate at Key Bank Center remains on a line with Thompson and Skinner. I say remains because that's where he's been the bulk of the preseason. Last night he was not and yet continued to find the score sheet with a game-tying goal that was ultimately part of a 5-3 loss to the Blue Jackets. We're a week away from the season opener. Welcome in at Sabres Live. Marty, it's hard not to be reflective, nostalgic, a little bit sad. Um, when looking out in front of Key Bank Center today, newly paved Perry Street, uh, adorned with golden leaves on the ground on either side of what will soon be RJ Way. So it had me definitely thinking about the legend this morning and what um, feeling it will be on opening night seven days from now. I actually brought that up yesterday on NHL Network Radio as that in a week from now, they will have um, all the fanfare and, uh, you know, blue carpet and or is it gold carpet? Blue and gold. Blue and gold carpet. Familiar with that concept. Yeah, exactly. There's, oh, we don't get the red carpet. We get the blue and gold carpet. But there is going to be (laughs) RJ Wade that is going to adorn right there, you know, around the arena and that... uh, um, so we went and talked a little bit about RJ and reminiscent about, you know, what it was like when, uh, he was around the last couple of years, but even before that, like my first few games and, you know, him and Jim Lorenz having fun. So yeah, I, I, I had that feeling yesterday and I think the closer and closer and we get to the, uh, home opener, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be talking more and more about RJ with a lot of fans and with a lot of people around the, uh, the arena. Well, the arena was certainly alive last night. Uh, Stevie Nicks put on a show uh, while the Sabres were out of town trying to put on their own comeback display once again against the Jackets, and they managed to get it back to even after falling behind by a couple. Of course, they roared back from 3-0 down against the Jackets on Saturday to win 4-3. Overall, the takeaway from the coach and presumably from most who watched was that it was not their best effort. Uh, Don Granato said we need to be a lot better. Uh, it was below a standard that... Uh, that we need to set for ourselves and we chose the route of skill over foundation to start the game and then we are chasing it a little bit after that so those are fair statements for sure but the beauty is it is just preseason. 
even though Don was thankful that there was value in last night's preseason loss to serve as a reminder of what they need to be and can't be in the in the poorer moments of last night. But here we are, six games into the preseason, talking yet again about Zach Benson. Yes. So I ask you, with one preseason game remaining, which is tomorrow night at Key Bank Center, the Penguins are visiting, and we are on the air with a full broadcast on MSG, our first of the season. Has Zach Benson made this team? 100% yes for me. And I think that's the feeling around the fan base. And it's not just in what he's accomplished in preseason games. Uh, it's the way that he's looked in practice, the way that he um, kind of walks around. Like he, he's a, like he's a young man, very young, just got drafted and could have two more years of juniors really um, if he wanted to and, and, you know, to develop. But I think he's got a maturity to him. He's got a business-like attitude to him. Um, but he also has that youthful enthusiasm when he's on the ice. And this is, this is great. So a hundred percent. Yes. To me. And I think one of the, the thing is we're asking people on, on X right now is what's your plan for Zach Benson this season. And a lot of the things that we're going to talk about and hear about the next week, two weeks, three weeks is the nine games, right? Because if you play game number 10, I know where you're going, Duffer. I agree 100% with you. If you're watching on MSG, Duffer, the only nine the I care down. about is the jersey number yeah, that he wears. Exactly. But so, but so people understand. Discussion. So people understand. You play game number 10, it burns a year of your contract. It burns, you know, so now instead of being a three year contract, if, you know, that year counts. So now there's only two more years. But I don't care about that. Who I care that Owen Power burned a year. Devin Levi burned a year. No, Casey Millstad burned a year. Like it doesn't matter. I think at the start of the season, it's always more emphasized on who are they going to play game 10? Shane Wright last year, he played game eight and then went down to Coachella Valley, came back just to play game nine against the Montreal Canadiens. He scored his first NHL goal and then was loaned back to junior. So it didn't burn a year, right? That, that game, that, that nine game trial, if you want to call it that. It's big on a lot of people's mind. It's just a small detail. It yeah. does not matter. If Zach Benson is good enough to make your team now, mm. he's good enough to be on the team November 1st, December 1st, January 1st, unless, I'm saying unless, there's a drop-off. And all of a sudden, right. you have other players that are better. And Jack Quinn returns to, to the action in December. And then, well, if you want to send him down to juniors in January, do that. Mm -hmm. But who cares about the nine games? That's the way I look at it. So, yeah, 100%. He's made the team, in my opinion, right now. I'm with you all the way. But we'd be naive and perhaps irresponsible to not suggest its long-term impact. And that is... This club, like most, even with a salary cap rising, which we'll talk to Darren Dreger about at the bottom of the mm -hmm. hour, the longer you can keep players on entry-level contracts amidst rising salaries is beneficial to your roster construction. But to your point, if Zach Benson goes over a cliff in game 29, but in the process of those first 29 games has helped the team get off to the start that they so desperately need to make the playoffs this year, then so be it. I will not look at it as a year wasted on a contract. That is not, I would never look at it this way. I trust what they're going to do, right? Yeah. And if this kid has earned it, 
then let's stick to what the mantra has been, which is we're not going to block guys and their path to the NHL. So let's see well, what okay, happens. The Sabres got lucky. This is unexpected for sure. This is totally unexpected. But so yeah. was the Quinn injury. And Matt Savoy injury is unexpected because right. Matt Absolutely. Savoy probably would have been the one being tried in that spot that Zach Benson is in right now. Yeah. And you may have talked about something different, totally different. And you know what? Matt Savoy, maybe he returns in three weeks. Still maybe the Sabres are like, hey, let's send you to Rochester on a conditioning for two, three games and then come back and show us what you got in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got Savoy and Benson in the lineup and it works. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows, right? But here's the biggest thing for me, okay? Mm -hmm. People talk about, oh, well, they're going to hit their second contract sooner. Like Owen Power, he's a stud. I get it. He's a first mm -hmm. overall pick. But for most players, hitting their second contract earlier means that they don't have as much statistical comparison and weight to be able to demand big salary. Mm -hmm. So if Zach Benson plays a half a year this year and then goes back to junior, and then next year plays a year, and then he's in his third year of his contract, maybe he's got 35 goals and 60 assists, 90 points in three years to go about. You're not mm -hmm. paying the guy five, six million dollars for that. You're, you're still going to do a bridge, a very moderate bridge. Now, if he explodes and he's great, well, then he should be in the NHL. And the Sabres got lucky in the way that it all worked with Jacqueline and JJ Paterka. They still have two years of entry level deal because their year in Rochester was considered a slide year, right? Because right. they were of, a junior age at the time. And because of the pandemic, there was some loopholes. They got to play in Rochester. Last year was the first year of their contract. They got lucky on two players mm -hmm. and take that and run exactly. with the other ones. Just play it. If they're good enough, play them. If they're not, then send them back to juniors. As Seinfeld told us many decades ago, it's even Steven. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, like you just can't worry about this stuff because it's going to balance out. This is the same way I feel about penalties every year. This is the, like, this is, this is life, man. Bad like, calls, bad calls usually right, even exactly, themselves out. Exactly. Like it's just don't stress over it. The fact is the kid's talented. He's shown well. It's a wonderful opportunity, and I think it's amazing that we're six games in, into the preseason, and he is still kind of like everybody's, including ours, favorite talking point at the moment. But one thing we know, he's not going to Rochester. Yeah. The Amherst opened their preseason tonight at home, and we'll talk with head coach Seth Appert coming up about his lineup, which has some beautiful wrinkles to it, and um, it's just a really exciting time for him. But Seth, like everybody else in the coaching staff, has appreciated Benson so much and all this young talent. It, it it gives you that much more energy going into every year, thinking, how can we be contenders once again? And when you recognize this kind of skill, it's amazing. Was it's real quick though, because we have Seth coming up, we have drags at the bottom of the hour. Is there one thing that you see in Benson that we haven't talked about yet? His release, the way he shoots the puck, like we okay. know is his competitiveness and how he battles for pucks. And he's got a little quick shiftiness to him. He's low to the ground. He hunts pucks down. But the way he shot the puck yesterday on his goal against Elvis Merzlikens, he, he beat him clean. And it was yes. a great shot against the grain in a perfect location. He's not going to overpower you, but I think he goes to the middle of the ice. He goes to the front of the net. He goes to the slot. 
That's how he scored his power play goal uh, against Columbus too when Oposo went through the legs. And then Benson got there. He got there yesterday. To me, that's something that we haven't talked a lot about because his shot is not going to wow you. His shot is not going to outpower anybody. But it's got a quick release. And it's like a pitcher that's pitching 92, 93 miles an hour, but great location. We're going to talk about location, location, location. That was great for Zach Benson, the way he shoots the puck. The one thing I'll say is I feel like uh, he has taken a lot of hits and or borderline cheap shots already, mm-hmm. and every single time has been undeterred. It And there are a lot of these like kind of passing collisions in the neutral zone after a puck has already entered the zone, and I'm like, ooh, and just keeps right on it. Now, part of that is size, right? Like some collisions are going to look like they're mismatches on paper. But I do think some guys have been taking some liberties a little bit as far as kind of aiming high on them. But so far, it hasn't rattled him in the in the least. And it won't. It won't rattle him now. He, he may hit a brick wall once or twice, and that may shake him up a little bit. But I think that the Sabres, um, you know, if they have Greenway and Tuck in the lineup and Eric Johnson and Matias Samuelson, and you can kind of – help a little bit with your weight, with your heaviness that you may present, which is different than the last few years. So I think that that's going to change. Just a quick, a few response that we're getting on X right now, as we ask, you know, um, is what about Benson? What's your plan with Benson? There's a lot of the nine games look. And a lot of people are thinking he's definitely earned nine games. Give him the nine games, make a decision after that. And I think that's fine because you're going to evaluate everybody on the daily. So mm-hmm. thinking that you're going to see nine games out of Benson and then think maybe it's five. Maybe after five games, you're like, we've seen as much as we needed to see and we need to make a, a, you know, a decision. Maybe it's nine. Maybe it's 19. You're going to evaluate your team daily as to what is best for them. So I understand the, the, fixator, the, the fixating on the nine games. Um, but for me, it's more like, uh, here, this is Steve. He said he's earned a spot and he's definitely not a defensive liability. Simple. He's earned a spot. Mm-hmm. He's producing offensively. He's not a liability defensively. He's good. Put him on the team. Wasn't a super strong game defensively last night. What's your takeaway as far as any other names you feel are worthy of a quick mention here before we transition to Amherst and then uh, Sabres, of course, all the way woven through this and NHL with drags at the bottom? So, um, you know, we talked about Dallin and Clifton. They played most of the games together. Late in the game, it was Dallin and Power together trying to get the equalizer and, you know, goalie pulled and all of that. Uh, it's, it's the rust off of Corner Clifton a little bit. He was hesitant and maybe not closing on pucks as close as you wanted. That was the Patrick Line goal in the first period where he kind of, you know, didn't get to the puck, but let the pass get through him. Um, a few things like that. I felt like everybody was hesitant defensively. They didn't close in. They didn't take time and space away. And uh-huh. there's many different factors from that. They skated here. They flew in the afternoon. That's not regular season, but I'm not making excuses. Don Granado basically gave us a great soundbite. He said, we tried to do this and that and the other. Like I'm like, hey, Donnie. You're trying to steal my thunder here. This and that and the other. That's that's my thing. That's not your thing. But but he did offer that they were sloppy. They didn't really play hard on the pucks. And that's how it started. And they never really recovered from that. What about Lukanen? Look, it, it's hard. 
Do I feel like he battled? Absolutely. Do I think that he had his his best game out there? No. I I feel he again like the backdoor play, which was the fourth goal, right? The backdoor play. I felt like he was a little off balance. He no, overplayed the, four, the post. The fourth he was, one was the long range shot from Fantilli. That oh no, that was Fantilli. So it's the third goal I'm talking about. Like. It's a great backdoor play. Nothing he can do. I, I just felt like he was chasing the game there mm-hmm. instead of reacting and reading to it. Um, I didn't like, and the Fentilli goal deflected off Ryan Johnson. I wasn't sure about that until just a few minutes ago. I watched it. I didn't mm-hmm. love the power play goal. And you're going to say, why? It's a three rebounds in front of him. The initial oh. shot. Yeah. Went. Well, the penalty kill has not been good enough the last couple of years, and it's not going to improve if we have more moments like what we saw last night in many different areas. And that was two defensemen not helping the goaltender with multiple rebounds yes, and the simplicity with which the entire play developed, which seemingly just had guys just a little bit off. And again, it's, you know, but why did I here, not here we're talking it, about another night where it was another night where they were very disciplined and yet they still right. lost the special teams battle. Those yeah. are the nights that can't happen. Oh. But why did I not like that goal as a goalie? Why well, did rebound, I not? I guess it's yeah. it's it hits you in the glove. Mm-hmm. You have one guy in front of you. You don't have three screens. You have one guy in front of you. You should be able to see around that player, and it hits you right in the glove. It should be caught, whistle, nothing happens. You mm-hmm. give up those two rebounds because you failed to catch the puck, and that for me is a tracking thing that I've always talked about with Lucan, and I feel there's issues tracking the long range shots. Amherst are home tonight to open the preseason. Devin Cooley gets the start in goal. Amherst, of course, home throughout the 23-24 season with a whole bunch of great promotional nights, and you don't want to miss the action of Blue Cross Arena. More details to be announced uh, throughout the course of the season, but, of course, Amherst.com slash promos and tickets are on sale right now. So, uh, indeed, see you at Blue Cross Arena. And I might even see you there tonight. Um, I'm waiting for an official invitation from head coach Seth Appert, who has joined the show right now. Hi, Seth. How are you? Good, Duffer. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for the uh, Zoom availability this morning. That was fun. The, your enthusiasm uh, never wanes, whether it's preseason, regular season, or playoffs. It had me thinking, what do you recall from your first ever game behind the bench as an assistant coach in Denver almost 25 years ago? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Um... I don't know if I do recall even who we played. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was a long time ago uh, that uh, that I was a young assistant on George Bozdecki's bench. And uh, we weren't very good uh, back then, uh, but we were on the way towards becoming a good program. We weren't there yet. Um, it's funny when you're an assistant coach in college, you remember more of the recruiting um, battles than you probably do even of the games because recruiting is such an important piece of, of your job as an assistant coach, especially. Um, so like I vividly remember the big recruiting wins and some of the big recruiting losses uh, that we had uh, probably more than I remember uh, my first game on the bench. Okay. So recruiting is a big part of, college hockey like welcoming a young kid into your program and you're like we're your family now and you love those kids and you want the best for them and I feel like 
what you've done with the Rochester Americans is a little bit like that. Like you're welcome, Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka and Yuri Kulik and Isaac Roseanne, and you've developed them. And so what's it like in training camp when you see some of them do well? And then when you see some of them struggling a little bit, like what as you as a coach that has probably a little favoritism, certain players, like how does that make you feel and how do you adjust to that? Uh, you're right. Um, number one, it's great to see them. Um, you know, all of them, all the former players that I've coached, uh, you know, for example, a guy like Matias Samuelson, you know, I had Matias as a young kid back at the national program and then to have him here in Rochester and to see what he's doing in Buffalo, those it's, it's great to be back with them. It's great to spend time with them. It's great to see how well most of them are playing, but yeah, there's, there's times in practice. If you're mad at them, you're like, okay. Um, it's not my place in Buffalo to, to <laughs> overcoach that that's Donnie's job and their staff and I'm there to support. Uh, so uh, I won't name any names of any guys I was mad at, uh, but uh, every coach is their things that, that, that get them excited in practice or make them angry in practice. Uh, but, but certainly what, like I said, when I'm in Buffalo, that's, that's for up to Donnie to decide those things that I'm there to support that. So um, I sent those guys a text the other day in Rochester on the stairwell down to the dungeon, down to the weight room and the shooting room and where all the work gets done. We put up pictures and Marty, your pictures there. Um, of, I never went down to the dungeon, so you know, but okay, I'm glad my picture is there. So oh, trust me, we knew you didn't find the weight room. Very much. <laughs> um, but um, there's, you know, 25 pictures or so of former great Amherst that played with the Sabres. Um, and we put up a lot of the new guys as well as motivation for our current guys. And I sent a picture to Sammy, Quinter, JJ, Krebsy, and, and Oopy um, of, of the finished product. And um, it was neat to see how excited they were about it. And it's a real credit to them as they uh, they looked uh, as their time at Amherst with great pride. And they were fully invested in, uh, at being Amherst. And I think that's part of the reason they had so much success and are where they are now. Fair to say a lot of the big names that Sabre fans uh, know well of are not in your lineup tonight to kick off the preseason, but you also had a wonderful answer uh, a couple hours ago on the Zoom call with the media about what you are constructing for a line featuring Mason Yobst and the Mersch brothers. Tell me what goes into that and what that adds to the whole culture of development and family and, and all the rest of it. Yeah, you know, I think we we as an organization, not just in Rochester, we talk about uh, wanting to be a family and how we treat each other and the type of players and people we sign and put around our prospects. And um, and Kevin Adams uh, does a such great uh, such a great job of living that, not just talking about it, but living it, and it allows us to live it, right? Because because he does, and so Michael Mersh, as you guys know, uh, means so much to me as a, as a captain, as a friend, as a human, but also to all of us here in Rochester, uh, as a mentor and, and a teammate. And, you know, so we have his little brother Dom in camp. Um, and it was a no brainer in my mind, just, they're already so excited about being, they were at NHL training camp together. They got the practice together. They're six years apart. So they've never been able to do any of these things like this. Um, and so as soon as we made a decision to bring Dom in, uh, I knew in my head I was going to play them on a line together in the first exhibition game uh, as just as a as a reward, as a as a gesture of goodwill, so to speak, to Michael 
um, about what he means to us and how much we value uh, who he is and what his family has meant. It's great to have those stories, right? I mean, I played against my brother and that was that was fun. Like, I wish I would have got a chance to play with him. We're three years apart, but never got a chance to play with them. Uh, and we hear those stories, you know, in camps and whatnot. Uh, now, you know, Michael has a job to do in Rochester. He's definitely um, not just got to look for his younger bro. He's got to look for everybody else. Uh, and people in Buffalo, not that they don't know about Michael Mersh, but like, when you have somebody like that, like it's Carlo Poso in Buffalo, and like, how does your job communicating with the new guys that are coming in, the new players that come in, easier because of a guy like Michael Mersh? Yeah, he's uh, he makes my job way easier. Uh, there's a reason we keep resigning him, bringing him back. There's a reason he's been our captain. Uh, he's such a great role model for you know. Quinn, Paterka, Samuelson, Kalik, Rosane, you know, on and on and on and on, right? And more new guys this year. Um, he, his habits, and Michael Pekka, this is Michael Pekka's words. <laughs> he's got as good a habits or better habits than any player he's ever played with. And think of the guys that Pekka's played with. And so Mersh's daily habits, how he lives his life, how he practices, how he how he goes about his preparation for practice and games, how how much time he spends in the shooting room. He, he would be top 5% of NHL players in those things. Um, and the only thing, you know, his skating ability isn't as high of an NHL level. And so that's why he's in the American League. But those habits and that work ethic are what our prospects get to see in them every day. Um, and if they embody those same habits and, and details with the talent that some of these guys have, uh, they're going to make themselves career NHL players. You know, when you throw out the idea of who Pekka played with. Unfortunately, I immediately think of Ray and Barnaby. So I'm not sure that's where you wanted my head to go, but uh, <laughs> I think Verada and Dixon Ward. So Dixon yeah, Ward exactly. was absolutely in my head. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Old goaltender. You have Devin Cooley tonight. What have you seen from him in camp and uh, give us the latest on your overall goaltending picture? Uh, well, right now, Tukarski is out with an upper body injury um, short term, we think. Uh, but uh, so he won't play this weekend. Um, Cooley, I thought had a really good camp in Buffalo. The one period he played in the exhibition game, I thought he looked extremely sharp, made a lot of big saves. Uh, he's been the same in practice here for us. Uh, he's big, he's competitive, he's fast. Um, and so we've really liked what we've seen from him. And, and, uh, so right now we'll have, we'll have him and Hauser, uh, short term, uh, until, until Tukarski's back. And, and then we'll just adjust and go from there. Ooh, can I ask one more on the goaltending front? This yes. I, this is coming this is coming out of left field, and I apologize if it <laughs> makes you uncomfortable. Did you ever think, after the way the season ended last year, maybe we should consider signing Hunter Shepard? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll leave uh, those decisions to. Kevin and Jason uh, and our pro scouts. Um, mm. No, we do talk about those things a lot. I appreciate the fact that I have input in our organization. Um, but I will say this. Um, Hunter Shepard played that game again for Washington against us, game one. Yeah. And we were excellent in the first 30 minutes. I'm on the bench. And I may have mumbled a couple swear words under my breath a time or two. And Donnie <laughs> looked at me and he goes, what are you so angry about? I said, that's the same SOB that knocked us out of the playoffs. So, <laughs> Um, uh, I, you know, 
Credit to Shepard. He's, he's been a guy that uh, people have overlooked his whole career. He keeps winning and keeps proving it. Uh, but, um, you know, he's uh, – I got to believe he's going to crack his way into the NHL here sooner or later with the way he's played. Yeah. But quickly, quickly, just in like 20 seconds, what do you tell Kulik, Roseanne, Murray, like those guys that are back and, you know, I, I did not get more of a look or more of a chance or maybe thought, hey, I, I want to start the, the the year in the NHL. What do you tell them quickly when you see them? Kulik and Rosie are different. I wanted them to recap their experience, what they thought they did well, where their struggle was, what the exit meeting with Donnie and Kevin was. And kind of give them a focus and a path forward. Here's all the work you've done. Here's how much better you've got. This is what the focus needs to be. This is a hard league still. Don't forget that. Let's get back to work. Right? So we had really good talks with them this morning. Murray, we got to wait to see if he clears waivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. Um, I'd be thrilled selfishly to have him in Rochester. But I'd also be happy for him if he got claimed. Um, It would hurt us as an organization, because he's such a great player in person. Uh, but I have so much respect for that young man and how far he's come in the last three years. And, and if he gets claimed, that means he gets to go to back to the NHL, which is his dream. Yep. Yeah. Well, well said. said. And uh, obviously uh, we'll look forward to tonight and uh, good luck. Thank you as always for the time. We'll see you soon. Thanks guys. Good to be on. Seth Appert, head coach of the Emirates. They've got Syracuse tonight at Blue Cross arena at seven. Darren Dreger is next right here on Sabres live. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.